All right, you football-loving maniacs, time for another episode of Three Honest Lads. Here we are recording. It's unprecedented. It's unfounded. It's a brave new world. We're recording before a week has finished in the USL Championship. Week 23 is not even done as we sit down in what Devin deems to be his Florida room of his house in Delray Beach. We just finished up our call of Louisville City and Atlanta United 2, back-to-back champions, rattling off back-to-back wins against Steven Glass's side, 5-1 to one decision. My car has been up here since we were in Orlando for All-Star Weekend, which seems like eons ago, but Devin happily reminded me that that was only 13 days ago. I don't know where he came up with that number. It may just be true. He may just be crazy, and he might just be the lunatic that I'm looking for. He's certainly one of the honest lads that I'm looking for as we sit here and record this on a Sunday, which is just, you know, all you football-loving maniacs are going to be able to soak in all of this. Hopefully, we're hoping some point on Monday, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, depending on how Alex is feeling and how our producer wants to get around to this. But, you know, we're here in this Florida room. Devin, you know, this is uh, this is a first for us, to say the least. Not my first and not your first, but a first. Not our first beers. First time in the Florida room. First time recording from your house. We recorded in my apartment before. Your house much cleaner than my apartment. Much more tasteful, a little bit of feng shui if you will. But here we are. I mean, this is this is magical. You always remember your first. Sure. Okay. Hey. I don't, but sure. Easy, buddy. Easy. So you and I were kind of chatting about this before we came on. We have to educate the people of what a Florida room mm. is. So Southeast United States, sit down, enjoy yourself outside of the comfort of your own home. So in Florida, yeah, Hurricane Cone and all that crap, I threw that out the window. Yeah. We all did. Literally. Literally threw it out the window. Out the window. So the back of our home, we have hurricane impact windows. And then most people have what's called a Florida room. And it's basically a financially viable way to extend your home. There are some more modifications coming in the future. You've been privy to some of that information. Oof, Can't all wait. of that information. Casa de Kerr going I mean, full your, force. Your stress is, is my stress. You oh, know? yeah. No Miller Lite will ever be our Miller Lite. Respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Casey's car is green. <laughs> Devin likes to drink soda, said no one ever. <laughs> so when you walk in... Most people's Florida rooms are just that. It's an extension. You open up the doors. There's a sliding glass door, whatever. And it's usually a screened-in enclosure. And you have the ability to sit down. You know, you throw an outdoor rug out there. I educated Tyler about that earlier this year. That was a whole nother conversation. Rug? Talk about a brave new world. That was a whole new world. He was full magic carpet outdoor on that one. Outdoor furniture is very confusing. Oh, my God. Poor Princess Jasmine would have hated him. And <laughs> so, so we've basically taken that idea... And put it on steroids where we're fortunate enough that it's air conditioned. And is it? I don't feel that right now because I'm sweating through my underwear. Unlike your underwear, which apparently is and one, which I didn't even know is a thing. Brand new. So and one underwear is phenomenal. And I had on new socks and I had this conversation yesterday. And this is important. I walked into the production room yesterday and I looked at our producer, Sharni Yerke, and I said, I got to tell you something important. She says what? And my mother taught me this. I said, I'm wearing new underwear and new socks. And she just burst into tears laughing. And I said, what's so funny? She goes, who tells someone that? And I said, that's the problem right there. Your mother taught you what? Who doesn't tell someone that? Let me ask you a question. If you don't tell someone you don't, you have on new underwear and new socks, who's going to know? I feel like that's what you got married for. No, no, no. The world deserves to know these things. We all work our butts off to spend our money on things that we enjoy. I'm not saying that it's necessarily underwear or socks. But tell me you don't take certain pride when you buy new underwear and socks. And if you don't tell someone, how is someone going to know? You know what? I, it, it's funny that you bring that up because... What I was, was his just, name? I was what was his name? Jerry. I was complaining about how 
I had a very limited amount of underwear. I haven't bought new underwear probably since the Bush administration. And basically, I, I was complaining to my girlfriend, not the farm animal, about how I had George underwear. George Bush or W? W. 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 And lo and behold, you know, women, if you if you tell them something that's bothering you, I mean, she she went out and she got me some new underwear. They also use it against you. So they be will very use it careful. against you. It, it can go both ways. Okay. It can. It's a double-edged sword. Okay. And she went out and bought me new underwear. God bless her soul. And it, it's just, it's magical. And I, and I feel, I feel the effects. So here's the down difference. Under. Here's the, <laughs> down under. Got I, mate. <laughs> so here's the thing is that if I tell her and by everyone that's listening right now, when I say her, I'm pointing to my left at my significant other. Who will be named at a later date once we pick less up that significant trade. other than me? Less significant other. Less significant other. Who do you spend more time with? Truly, sincerely, the dogs. Dearly, no. Yeah, the dogs. Maybe. No, that's official. They just <laughs> more. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you in action. <laughs> that's you're talking about, Casey. No, oh, no, she's a girl. Girls, girls don't. Girls go don't poop. Back. No, they don't. Girls don't poop. They don't. Poop. And, I, and I'll and I'll tell you my reasoning behind why girls don't poop because. Girls, when they go to the bathroom, are going to take a while no matter what. If a guy goes into the bathroom and he comes out in 30 seconds, you know what he did. It's a number one. If the guy comes That's out me. in 10 minutes, you know what he did. It's a number two. Oh, no. For I'm a girl, 30 seconds, by the way. For Just... a girl, you don't know. There's no hard evidence, no pun intended, that a girl has pooped. Hard evidence, soft evidence, whatever you want to call it. There is no evidence. No, there's nothing that, that proves that. But anyway, as you we were saying. So I'm, I'm pointing at her. Which is, I said, a, a player to be named later yeah. in a trade. I'm still working on that one. Yikes. There's a ring on my finger. Um, So <laughs> when I told her that I wanted to do underwear, this is months ago, she talked about... Why are you whispering? I thought the Florida room is a safe place. It's like almost soundproof. It is basically soundproof. Yeah. Yo, woman! <laughs> See, she doesn't get up. She doesn't listen. To be fair, that happens on a regular basis, but, you know. Shake a leg, woman! <laughs> the, good, the, the good news is, is that Trace is now at the door, so we're going to bring him back, right? Trace, Trace take is his back. He's had a long... It's Talk about sabbatical. He's been living the life. Oh, yeah. He's basically you. Almost. In dog form. Almost. And poops less. Almost. Because so, I basically come around once every weekend. But the thing is, is that I, I pointed to her, or I'm pointing now, and I was talking to her about, like, getting new underwear, and this is better part of a year ago, and she goes out and spent, like, $60 on a pair of underwear. Now, they're fabulous. Sure. They're my favorite pair. Yeah. 60 bucks. I just talked to you. I'm cost efficient. I'm sorry. I got bigger fish to fry, like this bourbon arrow aged beer that's sitting in front of me, which is delightful. Good beer. And I hate Great that beer. kind of beer. And you're, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm educating you and you're learning. To be fair, we cultivated your wine experience last year when mm. we were out in Phoenix. Yes, we you did. You truly enjoyed yourself. What was the name of that place? Well, I don't, I don't think it's fair of us unless they give us money to sponsor them to say that's the name true. of the place. Sam Dore, the VP of Phoenix, gave us the name of the... Was it Barrel something? I don't know. I remember the wine. It was delicious. I don't remember anything after that. Oh. We went to Talking Stick. Oh, That's yeah. We went to we Talking did. Stick. We, went to the, we, went we to talked the, a lot. We went to the casino. And we got freaking shafted with a stick. Heckled, heckled, heckled the dealer until they were like, all right, you're gone. We took all your money. So you talked about firm and concrete. Yes. Can we talk about Unlike, what happened last week with the scores? Because this is ridiculous what went on this week. Last week's scores? Week 22? What, I mean, I'm saying last week is in Tuesday of this week, but yeah, yes. this is ridiculous. Is it ridiculous? There's one big score that stands out to me. Oh, so and it's, it happened it's, not, it's not the 0-0 draw with St. Louis and Memphis? No. That's a problem, by the way. I told you that St. Louis is not going to make the postseason. I told you No, that. no, 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 my friend. Compared to Charleston. Yes. Same thing. No, it, no, it's not. Same but different. 
different. They're better. They're better because they're different. Go ahead. What do you want from me? Get us started. You no, the it maniacs like, are ready. No, it sounds like you want to take the lead on this because I Not said at to all. you before we started recording that I need to take a leak. And you were like, no, 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 I can handle the other part if you have to take a leak in the middle. Like you always want to You want a role reversal you, for two you, or three games? You wanna you wanna dip your toe into the land of host slash play by play. You always do because there are sometimes when we're coming, we're going into a break and you take the lead, getting us into the break, and you are so proud of yourself. You're sitting there your chest puffed out, even though you haven't benched in a while. And you just, you know, you're looking like you're worth a million bucks. Go ahead. What do you got? I'm going to bring you back down to ground level. Go ahead. I have a great teacher. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Shut the up. I got this. (laughs) Here we go. I'm going to do a couple. What minute is that so we can help Alex out? All right. Nine minutes in. I'm going to do a couple. I'm going to do a couple. And then you're going to jump in. When I point to you, it's your turn to go, okay? Okay. So deal. I'll do a couple games. I'll point to you. And if you want me to chime in on a, on a specific game or whatever it is, you know, by all means, here I am. I'm the ex-German pro, ex-Danish pro. Go ahead. Ex-Danish you gotta pro. Lead, you got to lead me in. Okay, so here's the deal. We're starting Tuesday, August 6th, St. Louis, Memphis. Okay, that's where we're going to start. I'm here. I'm the you. minute that I point to you is your turn to take over. You ready? Okay, deal. All right, so we got St. Louis FC playing host of Memphis 901 FC from Worldwide Technology Soccer Park, West Community Park Field, whatever the, the hell it's Don't called. Don't want to now. talk about that. Regardless, there are no goals that are scored. We're going to take a hard pass on that. Anthony Pulis, what on earth is going on over there? Let's over to Nashville. They're playing host of Hartford Athletic and the Fighting Jimmy Nielsen's. Mm, mm, mm. We got a problem here. We're going to stop right here because Jimmy said something to us that's a tad concerning. And by tad, I mean it's very concerning. And it's not concerning like Devin's rocking and one underwear. It's concerning like he thought that Mads Jorgensen didn't deserve a red card on that challenge on Reed. And Michael Reed, we wish you the speediest of recoveries. We hope that you might be able to find some solace in the beautiful game by listening to this podcast while you're laid up for a few weeks now, probably non-weight bearing for, for a long time. But let's let's address it let's let's address this giant white puma in the room and jimmy doesn't think this is a red card and jimmy devin by all accounts you and i have had him uh, a number of times we respect him we admire him we love chatting with him he's just wrong he's wrong on this 100 percent wrong and when you go back and look at it here's the biggest thing for me don't look at what happens after the fact just look at the foul forget everything else because it's real easy to play monday morning quarterback and go Oh my God, look at his foot. Look what happened. A la Jordan Burt. Yes. Zach Lubin did not okay. You cannot do that. What you have to do right now is full speed and everything that goes on. And not only is this a red card, but it's the way that the referee played it out. That's what's more concerning here in this situation. Didn't he show yellow initially? So here's what happens. I believe the challenge is legitimately at like 2.59 or three minutes into the game. Matt Jorgensen, which by the way, the guy has no bad bone in his body. He's a good kid a good player. And he's been playing really well. Playing very well for that team. Comes running out and Michael Reed trying to bring this over his left shoulder and turn him. He does not get kicked. He does not get whacked. He gets brought down in a malicious manner. And that's not what Jorgensen's trying to do. But the problem is he comes in really hard, scissors him, takes out the left side of the body. He's going down. He doubles down. It's really, really, really bad challenge in general. Get along the fact that it's three minutes into the game. Referee has to make a decision. What I would like to see more, and we'll get to this of what went on in the game today. What I would like to see more is of a referee understanding what has gone on, not necessarily making a split second decision, unless you are 100% positive that you know exactly what has gone on wrong here. Stepping back, because it was real easy to see that Michael Reed was in bad trouble. I don't remember who the player was next. It was some in the midfield, and they're walking away. The camera view, they're walking away, covering their face. You knew it was bad. As an announcer, 
having the luxury of replay, going back, watching it multiple times, you look back at it and you can see the ankle. And I showed you and you're like, I don't want to see these things. I said, dude, you got to look at this. And they were just in utter awe of what was going on. Jimmy said, I don't understand. Like, I don't agree with the red card. This is 100% a red. And what the referee does is brandishes a yellow. Everybody comes over. Training staff gets involved, walks away. Everybody gets involved. Matt Pickens comes out from goal. Everybody's pissed off, rightfully so. Conversation ensues with the linesman. Then a red card is issued. What should have gone on, and this is what has happened multiple times this year, is you take a look, you settle it down, make sure, first and foremost, the most important thing is Michael Reed. He is in serious trouble here. Now, now whether his ankle goes through what it ends up going through, reconstructive surgery and everything that's gone on, whether that happens or not, you still need to step back and make sure that he's okay. Player safety is the most important thing. You step back, let the call the training staff on. Everybody knew that something was wrong, including the Hartford Athletic players. Jorgensen looked like he had lost his brother or a family member when he walked off the field. He felt so bad. Again, he, he wasn't trying to go after Michael Reed, but it's not okay the way things played out, and I don't like how the referee handled it. You step back, okay, and then you go back and say, here's what's going on, here's the card. Jimmy Nielsen doesn't get a lot of wrong. You and I can both agree on that, that we have a massive amount of conversations with him as well as everybody else in the USL championship. And we admire him for what he says, but this is the first time where you can look at the white Puma and 100% disagree. More importantly, as you mentioned earlier, speedy recovery to Michael Reed class person within this community and hope that he can come back because 31 years old, I believe. Could be could be the end of Michael Reed's career as we know it, but hopefully that is not the case. Anyway, Nashville come away with a 4-0 win over Hartford Athletic, and Hartford actually held on until around the 50th minute or so before the wheels came off. Colorado Springs switchbacks play host to Portland Timbers 2, and it, Cameron Knowles and, and company just continue to struggle in every sense of the word. 2-2 draw at Widener Field at altitude. Sacramento Republic, this is a good result for Las Vegas Lights FC. Not only do they get a draw, but they get a clean sheet as well against Simon Elliott and company as that finishes nil-nil at Papa Murphy's Park. Let's head to Friday. Loudoun United and Charlotte Independence. Devin, you're on the call for this game. 3-3, first game ever at Segra Field. Valentin Sabella with his first professional goal since signing for the Charlotte Independence after dispatching them in the second round of the 106th edition of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Six goals split right down the middle. The first ever match at Segra finishes in a draw. Tacoma Defiance, 2-1 over Orange County. Just when you thought that Braden Cloutier and company were going to turn the corner, not so fast and shame on me for saying that Tacoma sucks at the top of this podcast, but at the same time, I'm not going to take it back. Let's head to Saturday, Hartford athletic and New York rebels too. now Hartford on the wrong side of some really, really, really poor refereeing. And who was it? Elton Garcia. I think that's right. Elton Garcia. I believe so. Yeah. So Elton. Now let me explain something to you. <sighs> there can be a penalty in a one V one situation in the penalty area, and it doesn't have to be a red card. Let me say that again. Preach. There can be a 1v1 situation in the penalty area. Preach. And a penalty and Preach. not be a red card. Alex Davey takes down Sebastian Elney in the box. At first glance and in real time, Davey gets a toe to the ball. But on further review and fair play to Elton Garcia, he gets the call right. It is a penalty. But what he does after that. And, and Devin, this is where you, you, you're you spot on. Not only does the head referee need to take a deep breath, but in a situation like this, where it's going to change the game from a penalty kick standpoint and from the standpoint that a player is going to get sent off, go have a conversation with your assistant referee. Go have a conversation with your linesman and make sure you get it right. Because even though we don't have VAR, it doesn't mean you can't take an extra 60 to 90 seconds to go make sure and use 
your teammates as a referee that you have at your disposal. We can't stress this enough. At pro referees, whoever might be listening, figure it the f*** out. Again, Alex, what do we got here? What minute? 18th minute, I've been a naughty boy again. Okay, figure it out. What ends up happening is that Vincent Bezicourt skies the penalty. It was 1-0 to Hartford at that point in time. New York Rebels 2 get one back. They get four more. They end up going on we talked to about Raymond Lee, 5-1. Right? Raymond Lee. Get involved, get involved in that because that's important too. You go down to nine. You go down to nine because Raymond Lee. That's his fault. As it is, it's 100% Raymond's Lee fault, but it's Elton Garcia's fault for showing the red card to begin with. I mean, Raymond obviously doesn't have to do this, but it's a, it's a byproduct of what went down. Raymond Lee, as Elton Garcia is showing the red card to Alex Davey, sneaks up underneath the arm of Elton Garcia and headbutts Elton Garcia's arm. We didn't catch that on camera initially. And our producer goes, Raymond Lee got sent off. And we were like, for what? He must have said something heinous to the referee. I imagine that it was. He was on the sideline. He was on the sideline already. Yeah, we thought it was orders going forward. Yeah. And I'll I'll make this statement. I think that Hartford at least hold on for a point if it's 10 men because New York Rebels 2 did not look good. Regardless, they come away with a 5-1 win. And given the fact that Tampa Bay Rowdies would play host to Birmingham and fall 1-0, New York Rebels 2 sit atop the Eastern Conference table. In between those two matches, Pittsburgh Riverhounds 3-2 win over the Swell Park Rangers. Let's head back out to Widener Field. Another draw for the Steve Trichulis Colorado Springs Switchbacks Football Club 3-3 against RGV at altitude. Bethlehem Steel get a really good result on the road at First Tennessee Park against Nashville. That finishes nil-nil. Memphis 901 FC. Welcome Dave Sarakin and North Carolina FC. 2-1 decision in favor of North Carolina. St. Louis FC, another draw against their playoff contemporaries. Charleston Battery, 1-1. That is a win for Charleston on the road against Anthony Pulis's bunch. Austin Bold FC, we're up 1-0. Los Dos said, hold my cerveza. 3-1 on the road at Bold Stadium. And that is the final score as Ethan Zubak and company come away with the dub. OKC Energy FC, welcome the likes of the Fresno Foxy Foxes. Adam Smith and company get it done. 2-1 come from behind victory against Steve Cook. Real Monarchs, they got games in hand. They got swag. They got momentum. 4-1 win at home against the Tulsa Roughnecks. They keep it moving. Speaking of keeping it moving, Phoenix Rising FC make it 13 wins in a row. 2-1 over El Paso Locomotive. Devin and I, you and I have talked about this at nauseum at this point, so we'll leave it alone. Phoenix did not look great, but they somehow get a little bit of help from the referee. James Kiffey gets sent off right before halftime, and Phoenix were unable to find a way to break down El Paso. Junior Flemings comes off in what, like the 63rd minute, a really early night for him. But Solomon Asante steps up after a poor call from the referee after Adam John gets taken down. I'm putting up air quotes there. And Asante buries the penalty, buries his 16th goal of the year. Phoenix come away with their 13th win in a row, one off of Manchester City's record in the Premier League at 14 in a row, whatever that means to you at home. Reno 1868 FC, 4-1 in favor of Darren Powell and San Antonio FC. Massive win for the boys wearing silver, black, and red. And that brings us to Sunday, Louisville City FC 5-1 over Atlanta United 2. It was an opening goal from Brian Ombi, his first of the season. He would leave the game with an injury as he got clobbered in the jaw by Wesley Dacos. And then it would be one more goal from Pat McMahon at the end of the first half, make it 2-0. Atlanta United 2 would get one back in the form of Jackson Conway. And almost an identical play, literally 60 seconds later, rocks the crossbar from point-blank range. And then five minutes later, Niall McCabe comes down on the other end, set piece from 30 yards out. And he drills it 30 yards out long, longest run up to a set piece that I've seen since Devin mentioned Roberto Carlos and just a great result for Louisville as they come away by large victors 
Louisville City put up a five spot. They've recently been struggling to score, but such is not the case against Atlanta United 2, who everybody's been scoring on. And then some Louisville City, three off of New York Rebel 2's pace, who drilled them for eight a few weeks ago. And Portland Timbers 2 and New Mexico United will be duking it out tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern time, Providence Park. So that wraps up week number 23. Devin, anything you want to hit upon? I'd like to give credit to Darren Powell and San Antonio Do FC. It. Go ahead. One loss in their last seven. Love it. Good for you, boys. They deserve to be in the playoff picture. 100%. They deserve to be in the playoffs. When you in take a look at picture. their... When they take a look at their personnel, they deserve. I mean, black after, and white. after that opening game against Phoenix, and, yeah. and we saw what they what they had at their disposal. I mean, they've had injuries galore, but and I'm not sure if we've ever mentioned this. And this might have come up earlier on maybe one of the first or second ones that we ever did. This is a team that coming into this season, Phoenix Rising, who it's real easy to talk about them now because of the streak that they've been on, but still a massive amount of talent coming in. This is a team that they said. They might rival them for the top two or three spots in the Western Conference. So for them to be sitting kind of on the lower end of things right now at nine, trying to find their way back in, it, it was a little bit obnoxious, to be honest. Nobody really thought about it. The weird thing is, is that, you know, the top three have gone their own way. They're going to do their own thing. We figured it out by now that it's going to be Phoenix, Reno and Fresno. Basically, the fourth spot is up for grabs. Because if you look at Real Monarchs currently sitting at 34 points, forget games in hand and all that crap. They're at 34 points in fourth place. You can drop all the way down, sorry, RGV, to Orange County in 14th place at 27. There's seven back. That's the difference in 10 different spots in the Western Conference. That's ridiculous. As some teams have 10 to play, some teams 11, 12. But regardless, I think it's really impressive how Darren Powell has navigated troubled waters found a way through injury, thick and thin, all that crap that's being thrown at them. They've on a nice little run and and they're relevant again. They deserve it. Orange County could be right there in this playoff picture. Don't lose to Tacoma. Don't. That's Just, not a good look. When you think you about it. You can make it, that argument to Sacramento Republic. When you think well, about it and you go into that game and you say, hey, we could lose. To, don't lose to Tacoma. It's not a good look if you want to make the playoffs. Las Vegas, are you listening to me? Orange, Orange County. Anybody there? You guys listening? Hello. Hello. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Is anybody listening? Tacoma Defiance. Not a good team. They're just not. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I'm ready for next, right? Please. Because it's still this week. Yep. And because we're talking standings. I can't wait for you going into this New Mexico matchup tonight. Because with a win, guess what? Home playoff game there in fourth. Wow. All right. Okay. So we're in between segments here. Is, is there any broad topic? Oh, you know, we do need to discuss playoff format. John McPherson, super fan from Phoenix Rising FC. For the future. For the future. Yeah. So we've gotten a lot of different ideas for playoff formats. You know what? I did really like Harry from San Antonio, how it's the top 10 from the East and the West that get in, but then you jumble the seeds. You jumble the yeah, seeds. So side. like seven from the East would play 10 from the West in the playoff game. And then you'd, you'd have your playoff play in games or whatever. And then you go from there. So not only do you get the cross conference mojo and flavor that you wanted from the beginning but you also put that much more of an emphasis on getting a top four spot because a home game means that much more it could be the difference between you traveling from bethlehem to pittsburgh or from bethlehem to california that could be the difference and i really dig that and let's hone in on what zlatan ibrahimovic said about the united states and playoff systems because i'll tell you what he's not wrong regular season means nothing to, he is not for the wrong. most part he is, and and not only does it not ask mean, Cincinnati, ask Real Monarchs, how that work out? 
not only is he not wrong, but in terms of creating a mentality week in and week out, he is spot on. He is spot on. In what country is it okay, America, to take a day off in, 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 in a game? This is the only country where that's okay in the regular season. The only country because that's not necessarily true, to be fair. Go ahead. Y- you could make the argument for the championship and, and the other and Mexico. Be- because you, you get into a playoff tile style format. However, you still have to be in one of those spots. But and the spots are much more limited. The spots are much more limited. The championship, if you finished in the first or second, you get your automatic promotion. Correct. And for League MX, if you finish as the regular season champions for either one of those, I think you get some sort of bid into CONCACAF Champions League. So there are rewards. There's positive reinforcement for performing at your very best throughout the entire regular season. But in this country because we love to sell tickets, because we love money so gosh darn much, that we are going to place less of an emphasis on the regular season, more of an emphasis on the postseason, and it's okay to stumble for three or four games in the regular season just so long as you're in the mix later on down the year and you're in the playoffs and you give yourself a chance. Does that translate well for a young 18, 19-year-old player who's trying to crack into a European lineup? Absolutely not. Because these kids that have been coming up through maybe that specific academy system, let's call it Watford. Let's say the Watford Academy kids always knew growing up that like, it's the freaking Premier League, man. There's no playoffs. There's no playoffs. Okay. You have 30 some odd games and you need to get it done. And if you don't, you're going to get relegated. If you do just enough, you'll stay in the league and maybe just maybe you can qualify for Champions League preliminaries, whatever it might be. But that mentality that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is talking about, I think that he is so spot on. And if you look at some of the guys from the United States and, and on the national team who have grown up through the European system, you can tell. You can tell that Christian Pulisic grew up with the ideology and with the philosophy that you bring it every single day, whether it be in a game, whether it be in practice, whatever. You bring it. And there are too many players in this country. And, you know, it, it's, a pr- it's in every sport. Talk about an 82-game NBA season. You talk about a 162 Major League Baseball season. You know, fo- American football is the closest thing that you can get. But even then, you could still end up with a wild card if you're 8-8 eight and eight and the rest of the conference sucks, whatever it might be. But for Zlatan Ibrahimovic to come out and say that, it's what everybody's thinking. And it needs to be addressed. It will never change in this country, ever, ever. Even if ProRail does come in, it will only be based on the regular season for the negative aspect of it, with the exception of like what the championship does. I see you shaking your head over there. Uh, only on the ProRail part, because the way that the format will play out, if you get into ProRail, I'm, I'm going to stay within the USL championship, League One and League Two right now. Okay. Okay. With all due respect to MLS, yeah, because they're different entities. If you continue to follow the same format that they are going down, which is English football championship league one league two even the premier league yep i mean for all intents and purposes people aren't going to like what i'm going to say here but in this country (laughs) this is so weird to say don't say it our premier league (laughs) is the mls okay easy everybody back off there but but to be fair it is considered our first division it's our first tier the play is better yes that's easy to figure out unfortunately and (laughs) sans fc cincinnati exactly yeah hell is real so you have this tier, and if you go towards that format, which I and, and you and I talked about this what last pot or two before, two that, before. that that will never combine entities. Yeah, they will they will never become one force and it'll go in that way. I have a hard time figuring out how to bridge that gap because I am one hundred percent in agreement with the topic of conversation of what Zlatan brought up, and now you're bringing up, and 
if it wasn't for that last comment, I would have honestly let you finish and just gone, I have nothing to add. The problem is, is that it is a different culture. It is a different environment. And you want to... And dude, I'm the first one who talks about, we have to do this. We have to do that. And, and I rip people and organizations apart. In certain areas, it's also apples and oranges. You can't get on a bus from London and go to Manchester. You can't leave the grounds at Tottenham and go go to a day game against Liverpool. In the United States, things are more spread out and finances are much different. Now, I get it. You want to create a relevance and I totally agree with that. I'm not saying that I disagree with ProRel. ProRel should be here. I think it's absurd. And you asked me the great question yesterday. We'll do that next time. You want, you want to know a good question? What countries should or should not have an MLS franchise right now? This is the another great reason to turn in next week. That's what we'll address. No, the question was... If I can remove, three, if I can remove. No, what three, three USL championship markets would you swap for MLS markets right now? No, the question to me was if you could swap any three markets right now oh, okay. in currently in MLS. Yes. You didn't ask me USL. You sure? You said positive. You said MLS. Okay. What would you remove? Yeah. We'll do that next time. I up. spew a lot of bull. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I eat it up. So the, the issue is, is from a financial standpoint, I do understand that argument because you have to find a way to make money. Because at the end of the day, look, like you and I are huge Liverpool fans and plain and simple. Now I'm going off of a, st- a stat that was, I believe, 10 or 14 days old. But coming into the end of the transfer window, they had spent like $1.8 million. They were 19th out of 20th spending in the Premier League. Man City finished first. They were first in spending. You find a way to spend money. You got a way to find a way to make money. FSG, Family Sports Group, is finding a way to make money. Teams in the USL Championship, finding a way to make money. MLS, finding a way to make money. Things are so spread out here, the cost is more difficult to manage. People don't understand that. I think it's really easy as a fan to sit back and go, this city shouldn't get it, and they can't do this, and they have this money. You're naive. You don't understand what it goes into operating a pro sports franchise because at the USL level, you are getting guys that are doing 15 jobs. You are getting guys like Chris Jones at Nashville who handles the conference calls and player acquisitions and the general manager duties. You are getting guys like Jose Bosch, who I'm going to give five different examples for him, who handles the player liaison. He's handling music, social media. He is handling all the networking and, has and digital one, graphics. One intern at his disposal, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And and we could honestly, it's easy for us to go to Phoenix and Nashville because we see them on a regular basis. We talk about them on a regular basis. We could give you fifty different examples. But when you jump to MLS, the budget is bigger, but Ex- so, exponentially but, but bigger. So, but so is but so is the inability to provide the background on it to bring the funds back in. How many teams do you have at the MLS level that have struggle making money? A lot of it hasn't to do with the fact that you have such a bigger staff and you got to travel all around this country. So going back to my initial point here is there are so many more factors coming into this argument. I like the idea of going East and West. I can tell you right now, it will never happen. No, it will never happen. And to be honest, I don't necessarily disagree with it because much like the argument in the Open Cup, why is New Mexico playing all their games on the road? Why is St. Louis traveling to Atlanta? You know, like that's where the big team. Why are we seeing St. Louis and Chicago every single U.S. Open Cup? And and that's where the big team. And yeah, and regardless of the draw, and I agree with that, but like why is the big team or why is the, excuse me, why is the little little team team going to the big team? That's not fair. New Mexico's not the great No, no, no. And that's where it all comes in. And we're tying a bunch of different topics in here together. But like, that's the same thing. It's like the little guy should benefit a little bit here. And, and then the big guy, so on and so forth. So I do think there is an idea out there to bridge the playoff structure. 
I don't agree with the 10 teams. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I think it's absurd. And, but look, I'm, I'm sitting here and that, that's pretty much the only thing I can say in that area because I would like to have a job tomorrow. So that's good. What, let's, what's going on next week? What about next week? Let's talk about next week's games. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking me like, what am I going to do next week? Like socially? No. What, 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 what minute are we at? Uh, we're at the 36th minute. Yeah. No f- given what you're doing next okay. week. So what we have nine, 27 and 36, 36. Yeah, I don't think it was 27. Write that's that down. Fine. We'll remember that down. I'll remember nine and 36 because they're multiples. Okay. That, that's a, that's good. Yeah. Good job. Well, that's why it's on my wrist. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Okay. What do we got? Wednesday, August 14th. You and I will be on the call for one of these games. And We're not, not going to talk about tonight's game. And it's not the first one. We already t- I already mentioned it. I said I New Mexico know. United and Portland Timbers 2 are going to... Yeah, I was like, whatever. New Mexico's going to win. Portland Timbers 2 struggles are going to continue. They probably won't make the playoffs. Like, I don't know. What, what, what do you want to talk about? Go ahead. What do you want to talk you're about? You're good. Okay. New York Rebels 2 and Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Good game. I have an idea. One in six. I have an idea here, by the way. Go ahead. Because we talked about role reversal. Yeah. I'm g- we're going to switch it. You're going to be the analyst. Yeah. I'm going to be you. Yeah. I'm going to run through. You ready yep. for this? Let's see it. We're going to do Wednesday. Yeah. We're going to do Friday. Yeah. I'm going to roll through the games. Yeah. Tee them up. And all you're going to do is give me the winner and why. Okay. You with me? I'm with you. Okay. Seven o'clock, Wednesday, August 14th. New York Rebels 2, Holting Pittsburgh Riverhounds. New York Rebels 2 are going to win because they're hot right now. They're getting a lot of wins. They're good at home. And Pittsburgh Riverhounds has not been as good defensively this year as they have in years past. Loudon United, second game at Segra Field. Charleston Battery struggling to hold on to that playoff spot. I'm going to go another draw. 2-2, Loudon United and Charleston Battery. Charleston just don't have the firepower. I don't think Loudon United are as sharp as they should be, but they've implemented some new pieces. Still good. 2-2 draw. ATL UCD2 hosting the fighting Palo Nagamuras who have been on another different thing. Okay, pass. That's pass. great. Even though it's at Fifth Third Bank? Pass. That's your favorite place in the entire world. Pass. You sure? Pass. Last one. Pass. Okay. Fresno FC with Arun Basilovich going out. Horrific injury. This is a good one. Real Monarchs on the road. 1-1 one, one draw. Fresno are one of the better teams in the Western Conference right now. Monarchs have been streaking. I think that that's going to come to an end, but I still think that the Monarchs are getting a good result. They have games in hand. I think Fresno understands that and understands that Monarchs probably could catch them um, just given the amount of games that they have in hand right now. So 1-1 one, one draw. Phoenix, two more for you. Two home games in a row, by the way, for Phoenix Rising. 13 in a row. Hosting Reno 1868. Ian Russell and his boys got embarrassed at home. I said to you coming off the broadcast, either Reno or Sac could be a trap game, and I saw one of them taking down Phoenix. What do you see here? I don't see this as a trap game because it's a dollar beer night and that brings a different element to it. It can't be a trap game if it's a dollar beer night. It always is going to have more behind it. It's a six-day turnaround as opposed to a seven. I understand that. And listen, I agree with 100% with what you're saying. The way that Phoenix has looked over the past couple of games between Los Dos and the game against El Paso, they have not looked great by any stretch of the imagination, but this is different. They are not going to have not only their winning streak come to a halt, but their 12-0-0 perfect mark on dollar beer and I come to a halt. Phoenix come away with a win by the slightest of margins. Excuse me. Last game, Friday, August 16th. T2, who has been OKC. abysmal. OKC. Hang on. OKC. OKC on the road, who, by the way, when you take a look at their records, home, they are 4-4-5. Four, four, and five. Away, they are 3-4-4. Four, and 1-3-1 four. and one in their last five. Are you still going with Steve Cook? Steve Cook. All right, let's go back to our original scheduled programming. All right, so now that we got that out of the way. I feel like that went well, by the that way. It did go well. It did I go mean, well. Six how, midnight, much did you, how, much do, <laughs> how much did you disagree with me on that? I know you disagreed with Steve Cook and Portland Timbers, too. I don't see OKC winning on the road that okay. game. Okay. 
I didn't see Orange County losing to Tacoma. Oh, I saw that coming. No, you didn't. No, I did not. Shut that up. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's finish right. it up for the peeps. Charlotte Independence, the Jacks, the Fighting Mike Jeffries, playing host to the Nashville Soccer Club. Soccer. It's from Sportsplex and Matthews. Seven o'clock kickoff. Eastern time. Standard. North Carolina FC welcoming Pittsburgh Riverhounds to Salem Stadium at Wake Med Soccer Park. That'll also be a seven o'clock kickoff. Let's move a half an hour later. Charleston Battery will be kicking it off against Louisville City FC. Big game there. Short week for Charleston. Lown United will welcome Ottawa Fury to Segra Field. A number of games at Segra Field in a row in rapid succession for Ryan Martin's group, but taking on a very tough Nikola Popovich, Ottawa Fury side. Birmingham Legion coming off of a marquee win at Lang, 1-0 decision. They're going to welcome Tim Mulqueen to Memphis 9-1 FC. Pass. Austin Bold FC playing host to Tulsa Roughnecks. Austin looking to bounce back after a really tough result at home against Los Dos. How about a little Copa Tejas? I still don't know if this is technically Copa Tejas because RGV probably isn't Copa Tejas, but we'll still call it Copa Tejas. San Antonio FC playing host to RGV. It's not where the place where dreams go to die. It's the place where Darren Powell goes to worship. Toyota Field, 8.30 Eastern time. San Antonio looking to keep the train moving. Speaking of trains, El Paso Locomotive and the 8th Notch. El Paso playing host to Tacoma. Don't you dare lose to Tacoma. Don't do it. New Mexico United, home against Los Dos. Los Dos have been tricky, but you know what? You know who's even trickier? Santi Moar and Chris Weehan and company. Orange County trying to bounce back after their embarrassment against Chris Little's side, but they're going to try to belittle Chris Winalda and Las Vegas Lights FC. That game's going to be from Orange County. Sacramento Republic and the Quails will welcome Colorado Springs switchbacks and a Steve Trichulis fighting, not AJ Ajuecos anymore because he's on Tulsa, but the fighting Mike Seths to Papa Murphy's Park. That game is going to be an 11 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. Let's head to Sunday. Indy 11 against the St. Louis 11. Yes, they're all 11 because they all start out with 11 players at the beginning of the game, but Indy 11 just wanted to put it in their name. That game is going to be at 6 o'clock Eastern time from Lucas Oil Stadium where the Indianapolis Colts play, but I have a feeling that it's going to be a game of actual football rather than pigskin. I need a towel. (laughs) (laughs) That, my friend, is why role reversal only works for a very finite amount of time. I need a beer. That is very well played. I'll give you one. Here, finish that off. Well done. I gotta Ooh. tell you. I sat with you. People don't know this. We actually have a good relationship. I sat with you last night. We had the opportunity called the Hartford Red mm-hmm. Bull 2 game. I sat right next to you, hanging out, picking up dinner for ourselves between matches. I looked right over at you and I said, I'll tell you what, man, you called a really good game today. <laughs> And you were like, thank you very much. So did you. And I said, yeah, that's obvious. Standard practice at this point. point. All jokes aside, that was time. I won't do it to him. That was impressive. That was a nice little run 43 minutes if you want to do it. I respect that. That was a nice little run in. Go ahead. What do you got? (sighs) Not much, to be honest. I mean, most of the matchups that you see, especially in the West, the Sunday game. Is it? Is it, though? Don't say it because St. Louis has been poor. It's not a good game. No, I said the Sunday game could be interesting because of the defensive shape and Indy 11's inability to find the back. They have of the a net, lot of games in hand right now in the 11. Matt, two. It's a oh, lot. Two on the top two. The top two. It's too hot in the hot tub. Um, Sacramento Republic, you beat Colorado Springs. Orange County, you beat Vegas. New Mexico, you beat Los Dos, or you should. El Paso, as you said, don't do it. Darren Powell, you know better. Austin Bold, okay, you're at home. Although they just lost at home again. Concern for Marcelo Serrano? Possibly. Nah. You said pass, but I think this is a big game. Uh, shut the fuck up. Birmingham at home, <laughs> Memphis. You're going to say, what the hell? The reason I say that is exactly this. Louisville. It's because of your bet at the beginning of the season. No, 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 yes, no, 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 no. This is way beyond the top four bet of Birmingham. Here's why. <laughs> Louisville at the battery, St. Louis at Indy. Both of those teams are going to lose. And guess what? If both of those teams lose, 
Birmingham Legion is going to be sitting there on 29 points <laughs> above both of them, above the playoff line, spot number nine, my lucky number, making a late season finish for that top four. I just want to let all of you know that I offered Devin the opportunity to double down on his bet for Birmingham in the top. Remind four. them of what it was. Okay, first of all. so the bet is ten to one odds at the beginning of the season that Birmingham was going to make the top four in for the 10 Eastern bucks. Conference for ten bucks. So if Devin, so if Birmingham finished in the top four, Devin would win a hundred bucks. If not, I win ten bucks. Devin was beyond confident at this. Be, probably more confident that Birmingham would get a top four than New Mexico would get a top four. No, Funny, no, 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 definitely not. I said probably. Definitely You were not. not as high on New Mexico as you were as Birmingham at the beginning of the season before the season started. You were not. Don't don't tell I me. I would otherwise. not have made the argument in the top four fashion, though. That's okay. a different story. Okay, but you were mo- you you were more excited about playoffs. What Birmingham- <laughs> playoffs. You, you're more excited about what Birmingham was bringing to the table than New Mexico. Black and white, black and yellow, and gray all over. Fifty Shades newspaper, New York Times, Metropolitans. They lost today. Okay, that's another topic. Keep going. Is it another topic? Finish it uh, off. Keep what going. You off- what? Tell him what you offered me today, so we it's can finish. done. I offered him. I, I offered him double. I offered to double down. By okay? the way, let, let's get twenty this out to of the one. Way. We talked about the mathematician aspect of him. He goes, "Oh, I'll double your bet." I thought it was eight to one. I thought we did eight <laughs> to one. I swear to God, we'll call it one sixty. <laughs> I thought I'm right if I thought it was eight to one. This is bullshit. Okay, because you give him all the easy ones. This is bullshit. <laughs> Hip hop anonymous. Okay. Do, do we have anything else? I'm done. I want to go home. I got a question for you. Go ahead. Based upon the question I asked you last week. Yeah. Knowing what you've seen this weekend, knowing the matchups for this weekend. Yes. The Mets will make the playoffs. No. <laughs> Does Birmingham make the playoffs? Yikes. Remember, first of all, first remember of all, Louisville at Louisville at the battery, St. Louis. You said Lu- at Indy. I said Louisville was going to win. I said Indy was going to win. I said both those teams are going to lose. I get it. We got games to go. Birmingham will not make the playoffs. Birmingham will not make the playoffs. Birmingham will not make the playoffs. What do you want to bet? (laughs) Next pod, we'll talk about it. Football loving maniacs. We love you. We cherish you. We want to metaphorically snuggle you. And hashtag the heck out of you with our three honest lads. Hashtag three honest lads. Just imagine Sam Stockley's mercy side voice saying hashtag three three honest lads. Hashtag (laughs) three honest lads and (laughs) Basulevich. Benya Kazili. Sammy, we love you. We miss you. Come back. Peace out.